Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Bollocks. It is I, Howard H. Smith, of the other podcast, Talking Bollocks, and of, you know, Acid Rain, all the usual hello, come on. If you're listening to this, we know each other quite well by now, don't we? And as you know, occasionally I like to do an episode of Movie Bollocks, There's and there's, there's more coming your way later this month of April 2021. I say that because you might be listening to this in some far-flung date, in some far from corner of the future and think, well, what do you mean this week? Well, it's this month. That's what I mean by this month, April 2021. So here I am. Um, I am recording this for you and for me because let's face it, I'm, you know, I enjoy doing these. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a podcast for everybody else. Nah, no one does that. It's just, it's ego, basically. That's, that's what it is. Um, and, um, and this, uh, this episode's guest is Gary Foley, my friend Gary Foley. I've known Gary for years, over 30 years. He's one of my best friends. Um, and you will hear in this conversation, it's, it's like listening to two uh, friends who haven't spoken for a while, uh, catching up about movies. I mean, that's it. That's, that's the idea, really. We'll go off on all sorts of tangents. It's tangent fucking city. And, uh, and just so you know now, this has not been edited. There are points where you'll think, hang on, that does sound like an edit, because I thought that when we were actually doing it. Because... We, you know, we like I said, it's two mates chatting. So we'll be talking, we'll be talking away, and then one of us finishes a point, and then the other will just like completely introduce a, you know a whole new subject. Um, and it, it, it might sound like it's edited, and we've deliberately gone off on a on a new discussion point. That's not it. That's just the way we talk. Hey, us Northerners. Although I've now been down here so long in London that um, I've actually spent more time here than I have living in Yorkshire. That is shocking. I am going to have to hand my Yorkshire passport back. It's terrible. Um, if you're listening to this uh, elsewhere in the world, there's no such thing as a Yorkshire passport. Okay, I'm just that's just a joke. It's my little joke. Very, very little. In fact, it's so little, I've had to fucking explain it. So maybe it's not even a joke. Anyway, so. Um, I'm just going to go through a couple of a, a few movies before um get started. So straight up uh, The Invitation. Now, this was recommended to me by Carrie Foley. That's right, yeah. And um I fucking hated it. Um it, I lasted 45 minutes of the 90. I couldn't survive because I just hated everybody in it. Um there's one bloke in it who is is quite is not a conspiracy theorist but he he's just got a feeling that this party that he's been invited to that there's something not quite right. And and I agreed with him and I sided with him but I couldn't watch the movie any longer because Everybody else at the party, I wanted to die. Um, I just fucking hated them. And I couldn't hang, and I didn't like him enough to hang in there with him to see what happened. So I can only, I, I mean, I shouldn't really even mention this because I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing a movie that I've watched half of. So it's not, it's, it's half a movie, half a review. It might turn into the best thing ever. But if you watch it, and after 45 minutes, you're thinking, I'm interested, I want to know more. Well done, you got further than I did. And you'll, you know, send me a message and say, how did you not like this? It was brilliant. Because that's the kind of thing movies are, isn't it? It's art. You either get it or you don't. You're either into it or you're not. And let's face it, 
I wasn't into that. Um, but it's, it's, it's all right. No, no major stars. It's about a, um, it's about a couple, um, who are invited to a party by his ex-wife and her new partner. And they meet up with a load of friends and they've just got back from Mexico. These, uh, the, the new, uh, the ex-wife and the new partner have just got back from Mexico and they've invited loads of friends and it's the first time they all see each other and things just seem a bit off. But like I said, didn't care too much for it um next up is cold pursuit now this was recommended to me by gary foley yeah um and we're going to talk about this in the um uh, in the podcast so I'll, I'll move on but that's coming up um wild target now that's from about 2010 uh i knew it was old when i spotted one of the locations which is um behind um somewhere that i used to work i used to work at a newspaper and it's it was and there's a scene in the multi-story car park that was basically behind the office where i used to work years and years and years ago um i really enjoyed it it stars bill nye and emma blunt and yay yay and rupert grint mm, yeah, okay i mean i think he's given up on acting now hasn't he um but um it's it, it, it it's it's it made me laugh. I'm not going to say it's funny because that is implying that it's by definition funny. I mean, everybody has their own version of funny. I enjoyed it. At one point, I thought it was going to slightly stray into, you know, almost sort of like just sort of stupid British farce comedy. And it teetered on the edge and it didn't go over. It stayed. And, and you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite smart. Bill Nye's great in it. Um, and, and yeah, it made me laugh. And that's that's quite rare. Um, so, um, and I, I just say that because, you know, being a comedian myself and also, um, living on my own, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's got to be pretty bloody funny movie if I'm laughing at it sat here on my own. Um, so yeah, there you go. But then again, not everyone make, you know, laughs at the same thing. Um, okay. I've also put in the four hours and two minutes and watched Justice League, the Zack Schneider version. And Gary and I will also be talking about that in the podcast. So let's move on. Next up, I saw a movie called Doors. It's just simply called Doors. D-O-O-R-S. It's a sci-fi. It's in three or four parts. And each part is directed by somebody different. But the narrative and the story remains the same. So it's quite interesting. And I was really surprised to see it getting such a low mark on on review sites like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I I didn't have a problem with it, and I thought there were some really interesting ideas in there. I'm sure it's it's a bit loose. It's you know it, it's it's kind of like it's a bit of a mixed bag. S- some parts of it are better than others, and that's uh, you know whether that's down to the different directors or just the you know the the stage of the narrative they were dealing with. Um, it's hard to say. But um, I enjoyed it as, a, as, a, as an experiment. Perfectly harmless, really, you know, it, it was OK. I mean, you know, put that on the poster. It's not exactly a glowing review. But then again, you might like it more than me. You might like it less than me. Who fucking knows? But, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, it's science fiction. Um, basically, something happens to the world and a load of people disappear overnight. I know it sounds like a Netflix. It sounds like a fucking um, setup for a Netflix series, um, uh, but it's it's interesting and it's narrated by a um, a talk radio host, um, quite a cocky so and so, much like myself, I have to say. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it was interesting. It was interesting, um, and yeah, g- give it a whirl if you fancy in the in the mood for that. Next up, Wonder. Main reason for watching this stars Aaron Eckhart and Tommy Lee Jones. Now, I've got to say, I am a bit of a sucker 
for Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I don't know what it is ever since way back in the day in the 80s. If you can ever find, if you can find a movie anywhere starring Tommy Lee Jones called The Park Is Mine, then then watch it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's dated as fuck, but I just loved the premise as a kid. It was basically he's a disgruntled Vietnam vet and he takes Central Park hostage. The park is mine. And uh, in fact, I think it's Central Park. I'm not sure. I didn't know I was going to mention this. I didn't know I was going to go off on a Tommy Lee uh, Jones tangent. So forgive me if I can't exactly remember all the details of the plot of a film I last saw about 20 years ago. But I'll try and dig it out and watch it again before the next uh, podcast so I can apologise if it is now shit. But I remember it being really good. So if you want to watch it anyway, let's get back to the film that he's fucking in. And I'm supposed to be reviewing, which is not The Park Is Mine. It's Wanda. It's a conspiracy theory, 90 minute. Um, movie I uh, I enjoyed it up to a point things happened in it that made me enjoy it less um, there's twists there's turns it, 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 one thing that I did find a, a bit frustrating and some people have mentioned is that for some reason right Aaron Eckhart in it is a, he's, he's cool he's a he's a he's a, he's a conspiracy theorist um, and Tommy Lee Jones is his mate who um kind of is all you know is also a conspiracy theorist they have this like little radio show and this woman says i'll give you ten thousand dollars to find out what happened to my daughter um the police say she was in a car crash but i know she wasn't um can you help and it goes from there and the plot thickens when he gets to the town of wanda and it's clearly obvious this girl did not die in a car crash. We know that because we see her death in the very first scene, just in case you thought I was giving too much away. No, 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 no. I've seen it. You haven't. Um, I am pathetic. Um, so anyway, that's that's Wanda. But the, the main problem is, right, like I said, Aaron Eckhart is really cool, right? And I really like him. And he's he's great in it. But for some reason, there's a voiceover the, the, there's a voiceover track as well that he does um, as if he's talking into his dictaphone and for some reason it's sometimes it's almost illegible it's so you know prepare your ears it, it, but it's a bit like this I think the police might be in on this fucking hell I'm not going to do that again Oh, dear me. Oh, right, OK, I haven't got any water. I'm totally not prepared. Cold coffee, here we go. Oh, oh good Lord. That is, the, that is the arse end of a cold coffee. But I had to do it because I was doing a stupid voice, as you know, because you were listening, hopefully. You haven't switched it off yet and thought, that guy's finally fucking lost it. If you did, then fair enough. Um, uh, then next up, kind of kind of similar-ish. No, it's not similar-ish, really, but apart from the fact that it's also 90 minutes, is Spiked. <clears throat> fucking hell I'm not going to do that stupid voice over again I wonder how Aaron Eckhart managed dearie me anyway um, Spiked it's uh, based on a true story of um, a town that was kind of had a crooked police force and the, it's, it's, it's really interesting um, there's it, it's not a documentary it's based on a true story um, but it, it, it's really cool. It's set near the border. It's set near the Mexican border in um, in America, um, in a little town, and you could almost imagine this not being based on true events. You could imagine this um, 
being you know a kind of like set in you know a fictional tale set now to describe the tensions between the you know um the mexican community and um and americans and and but that's not really it that's not what it's about it's about the power of a local newspaper because this is kind of set quite a few years ago well not quite a few years ago about 20 years ago when people were still reading newspapers um or as i'd like to call it the analog internet <laughs> so anyway um it is a little town called, uh, you know, little town, can't remember what it's called. I nearly said town called Wanda, but no, that was the other movie. And then there's a fish called Wanda, and that's a completely different movie. And um, it's called Spiked, and Spiked is what used to happen to newspaper stories. They used to get put on a spike if they were uh, if they were withdrawn or there was a legal channel and challenge or anything to them. So, um, uh, yeah, there's... Crooked Police Force, local paper. It does sound a bit cheesy, but it's based on a true story. Slightly unsatisfying ending, but it does have an ending. Um, but um, I, I, I'd, I'd have liked to see, I'd have liked to know more about the actual case and what and what happened afterwards. But that's just me. That's my natural inquisitive nature. You may well watch it and go, that was a nice little ending. They tied everything up. Maybe I'm just greedy and I wanted more. Anyway, finally, final movie to, to run past you is a movie called Cherry. Starring Tom Holland. Yes, that's right. The new Spider-Man. Well, this couldn't be less Spider-Man-y. Um, it's, it is, it's one of those movies that is a fucking journey. You know, the, this character starts out and he's just this meek, mild kid and he meets a girl and she dumps him and he signs up to go to the army and then he goes in the army and then he comes out of the army and then they run away. And you really do follow this, these young kids and their relationship. Um, all the way through their life. It's about two hours, 20 minutes. It is an absolute journey. It really is. I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Tom Holland is brilliant in it. Um, it was, it, it was, it was, it was moving. It was moving. There, I said it. Okay, that's man code for it might, it might make you, it might make you well up. You might have to pretend that you've got something in your eye. Um, it, but yeah, I mean, and, and the, uh, there's so much to it. Um, and as I said, Tom Tom Holland is superb in it. So is um, Kyra Bravo. She is brilliant as Tom Holland's girlfriend. She is absolutely brilliant. Um, I, this, and so is Jack Rayner. He's known as Pills and Coke. That is his name, Pills and Coke. Um, it's it, I, I really really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's hard to explain what it is because because it's it's a number of movies because there's a while there's a good there's a good sort of 45 minutes where it's a war film because he signs up for the army he, he goes he goes to Iraq for a couple of years so there's and by at the end of it I found myself going back through the movie in my head in the chronological order of the film and thinking well it's a love story it's a it, 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 it's a love story it's a war story it's a bank robbery movie it's about addiction about love about loss about death about life about redemption um i think i've said enough you know if you're interested watch it and let me know what you think but i really enjoyed it and that was called cherry so enough of that and now let's have some chat this is gary and i having a right old chat just the other day Yeah, well, that's a that is a really good point. Is is 
you know, have we been watching too much? You know, says the, <laughs> says the man yeah. who's like, you know, reviewing like 30 odd films on these on these movie bollocks things. And it's like, I've, I've, I do find myself, I've got a really good memory for movies and stuff, but I find myself having to have like IMDb open sometimes just re- remind me what it was. Absolutely the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we we just watch it. I mean, especially in lockdown, just been watching so much, and there's so much out there. Well, we say lockdown, but let's face it; it's a year now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know that. Yes, there's been periods you've spent, you've gone out, you know, more in the summer and things. But you know, to my mind, I'm I'm just looking at what I've done in the last year. I've watched a shitload of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I turned I turned yeah. fifty. This time last year, and it's like, all oh, right. So, what have you done with your fifties? Well, I've watched a lot of films, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's fucking it. I've done a few podcasts about the films I've been yeah. watching, but apart from that, <laughs> not a great deal. Yeah, it's, it has. You're right. It's been it's been a year, and of course, it's 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 been a year of um, of not being able to go out at night, and so really, it is kind of like, well, you stick a movie on, don't you? Well, that's. I mean, to me, it's just. You, you know, fin- you do your work stuff, whatever you do, you know, whatever, you know, whether that dinner for the kids or whatever. And at eight o'clock, that is it. There's a film going on, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, good. And idea. if they're up in the rooms doing Xbox and art or whatever the fancy doing, uh, chatting to friends or whatever, then it can be a, you know, something I, you know, I wouldn't watch with kids. And yes. if not, I'm trolling through fucking, you know, what is there that they haven't seen? You know, and and kids, you know, if you think about like right. Netflix and all that stuff, majority of the stuff's like 15 and 18, isn't it? Yeah. Or the stuff we're yeah. attracted to, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a really that's a really good point, actually, is the, is, is the fact that, like, you know, everyone's been saying, oh, you know, they're, they're trying to get as much out as possible, you know, to keep people entertained and blah, but, but sort of, you know, kids kids movies um mm. they they're not they're not as prolific as as you know regular movies as it is no, no, so no. yeah i presume that that's 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 been a bit of a, a tough one for you well honestly how would have watched like probably every animated film you know uh, you know as in the pixar era yeah. you know yeah um you know, it's very difficult finding stuff, but I, I can't wait to uh, sort of allow them to watch Poltergeist and ease them into genres, you know, with stuff that isn't too disturbing. Just let's start off, you know. But when I was their age, obviously I was watching shit like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Dawn of the Dead, you know. Yeah, you're you're telling a typical parent, aren't you? You yeah, you watched yeah. you watched all that yeah you watched all that yeah hypocritical yeah yeah you watched yeah, you yeah. watched all that shit when you were fourteen fifteen and if you caught yeah. your kids watching it you'd be like what the fucking hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and I'm now the queasy parent who the, the subject of sex comes up in a film, and I'm like oh shit you know I you know my daughter doesn't know where to look I don't know where to look. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, God, I hope it doesn't get too, uh, you know, graphic or too, um, you know, the sort of discussion they're having isn't too, uh, you know, shocking, basically. Yeah, Yeah. and so, so, yeah, you're just hoping you don't have to have a conversation afterwards. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you think back to the 80s, you know, yes, you got a bit of uh, kind of Adrian Lynn type of, you know, some dodgy lighting. Right, <laughs> and some saxophone music. Yeah, 
you probably saw some breasts in a man's bum, right? Yeah. But now you get something like a Seth Rogen film, and he, you know, they're just graphically talking about, you know, anal sex or something. That's kind of more shocking than kind of a, a you know, a soft a sex scene in, you know, Dreamscape or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly. Yeah, what I mean, you certainly mean, yeah. something like Game of Thrones is just far more hardcore than than an eighties action film, which would have set aside, you know, two minutes for the sex scene in every film, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do, I do know what you mean. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. Th- there is definitely, um, there. It, it, well, times have changed. You know, that's 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 all there is to it. You know, I, I mean, we're, we're we're fucking streaming movies instead of instead of going down like you know going down Blockbuster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the eighties, that was a kind of a video highlight when you were fourteen, you know. But I think, you know, when you're fifty, you're just like, all right, I guess what's going to happen. Let's move on to the next scene and get moving with the story of the film. You know, I I know what you mean because because basically as well is like it's sort of like look if I want to watch that. There's there's a whole internet to go looking for, yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and 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 you know what? It's even better because there's no acting in it. There's no stories. It is just all <laughs> sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. If, that, if, if that's what you're after, I know what you mean. I've got, yeah. I've kind of got you know. I hadn't really considered it, but now you bring it up, yeah, I do. I do kind of think, oh fucking, yeah. you know, hurry up. Can we get back to planning planning the robbery yeah. instead I mean, of them I shagging? Was, something we talked about recently was. Um, you know, do you really want to see Liam Neeson's saliva, you know, having a neck on with Viola Davis, remember? Oh, the the, the opening scene yeah. of Widows. That, I mean, look, yeah. I've got nothing against, I've got nothing against pasty Irish middle-aged blokes or black <laughs> middle-aged women. And, and I've got nothing against seeing them kissing. But that screen kiss, I think I took against that film from the right, from the very beginning. <laughs> it's like they're trying. It's like they've got this flesh banana between them that they're passing in and out of each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, yeah. It's well, horrendous. yeah, we're getting on. We're getting on. We're getting on. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, yeah. I, I just read that today that Sharon Stone's biography was getting the release. Um, obviously. A massive start of in the eighties, and they're definitely easy on the eye to a teenage kid, you know. Yes. I mean, if one of the first, you know, a crush in the eighties. I was a crush. You oh know? yeah, she was a proper sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and she's also in um, the Netflix series Ratcheted, you know, which is which yes. Is... I just I just watched it. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. well, I mean, well. That to me, I, I enjoyed the series. I thought everybody was really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and um, but also just and I'm, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but mm-hmm. just the the art direction. I mean, every scene looks like you could just pause it and print it off and yes. mount it yes. on the wall. I mean, um, that I don't know much about the the producer kind of showrunner guy Ryan Murphy, you know, yeah. and and and. and and uh, there's Brad Fulchuk, there's another guy, I think he might be married to Gwyneth Paltrow now, I'm not sure. But for me personally, historically, the first thing I saw that they did was Nip Tuck. Right. I don't know if you ever saw it or were yeah. a fan. I I'm... absolutely loved it. But yes. it had the same kind of dark, 
you know, the kind of darkness in the, in the, in the sort of underlying, you know, like sexuality and stuff that's in all of the work, like American Horror Story, um, American Crime Story, maybe has, has a little bit, um, certainly Ratchet, you know, there's always like kind of, I, I don't know, like sort of sick violence in a way, you know what I mean? But yeah. So you think, it, you, it's you kind think... of done in a way where you know it's not real, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I know what you mean because um, what Nip Tuck, you going back there? I remember when that. I remember when that came out, and that was that yeah. was really kind of daring for its for mm. its time as well, because it really sort of it, it kind of pushed the envelope a bit. But from there, you know, um, when you saw the kind of doctor's office, you always start with a consultation of someone who wanted some kind of plastic surgery, you know, um, yeah. or you know. Um, and again, the kind of colours of the office and all the design of the sets and everything, it, it had that quality then, which I think is even more, you know, prevalent in um, Ratchet because it's a period time thing and there's all the, the beautiful classic cars and all that stuff. But I think yeah. going all the way back then, they had that, that eye for that those sets, you know. Well, do you know, do you know what, um, because it's so extreme in Ratcheted, which I really enjoyed mm. and like, you know, anyone listening is worth, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's worth checking out. Um, uh, but it's almost cartoon-like. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's all, it's almost yeah. to the level of the animation because clearly they've gone in and fucked with the colour palette. And I mean, there's, yeah. there's times where she'll walk out the front door of a house and her coat and the grass and the colour the house is painted are exactly the same. Yeah, you, you know, absolutely, and it's, it, yeah. yeah. And it, if, you, if you can imagine it, if you imagine it, like it's almost like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, 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 the kind of way it looks, and and you yeah. can imagine some of the characters, you know, being that being that kind of sort of like you know, um, uh, like the humans in in Tom and Jerry. It's just really bright. Um, but also, there's some amazing locations in it, like the little the little motel on like the edge of a mm-hmm. cliff. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and also Sharon Stone's house, the house that she. I'd love to know whose house that really is, because it's just a, I, it's incredible. And I would, I would, I would hope and think that it, it is a real location. It's not a, yeah. you know, maybe some of the interiors are in a studio, but chances are they filmed it on, you know, in a house, you know. Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, I had that discussion because I when when we were able to get out when we were able to get out for a bit, um, mm-hmm. I was able to go, I was able to travel up and keep my mum company for a couple of weeks, and I watched Ratcheted there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and funnily enough, she said that's definitely a real house because right. because she she was she wanted me to pause it so she could analyse the antiques in the fucking background. <laughs> you know, she, she's been an antique and she was like, right, well, that's so-and-so and that's so She goes, this is a collector's house, without a doubt, mm-hmm. where where this has been filmed. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, 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 I'd love to know. But but again, this is a this is a prime example of how, you know, we, we, we started out talking about movies, but almost, you know, almost straight away, we, we mm-hmm. you know, we, we gravita- you've gravitated towards talking about TV, TV. programs. Yeah. Because they are so prevalent now and also the, you know, the, the big one... The big one is 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 Mandalorian, which yeah, which is which has basically saved the movies because the movies let us down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree, Howard. Um, again, again, I've not looked too much into the you know behind the scenes. I did watch a couple of those extra episodes, but um, you know, I, I 
subscribed to Disney purely to watch The Mandalorian, and then it kind of expired by the time I got to the end. And, um, you know, I only caught a couple of those extras before before my uh, contract ended, you know. Yeah. Um, so, the, obviously, this, the major thing is that they shoot on these sets where they have a projected environment behind them. So, you know, instead of being stood in front of a giant green screen, actually in space or wherever it might be, um, which seems like an absolutely state-of-the-art and groundbreaking way to do it and better for the actors and, and everyone involved as well, obviously. Well, it makes complete sense, doesn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. you, you and McGregor, you and McGregor often talks about the um, the trilogy that he was in. He said, "Well, basically, that was like you know six years of walking into rooms and looking up." And, yeah. and that was basically, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, yeah. that's what that was. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, that that clearly showed the fact that it's made by that they've got huge fans in there. They've got people who understand. Um, you know their legacy. They understand the story and 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 all of the you know the fan fiction and basically the the history of the um, uh, of the show. Um, yeah, and it's just it's so in depth. It's, I mean it's it's brilliant. And it's what brilliant. And, you know how the same company can make that TV show and also make the three those three fucking shit movies. I I, I just. T- but we, we did talk about this last week. I should probably just... Mm-hmm. I'll just do an aside, but at, at this point, I need <laughs> yeah. to tell you, Gary and I were supposed to do this last week, but he had his he had his COVID jab, so um, wasn't feeling too clever. So he decided... Um, he gave me a call and said, look, I'm feeling really rough. Um, let's do it next week. And I was like, okay, fine. And we ended up spending two hours on the phone talking about movies <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we should have did the COVID diaries last week. That, that would have worked, you know. True, uh... true. But I, but I remember something from that conversation. And when, when we were talking about basically the the last Star Wars trilogy that came to the cinema um, and the fact that it wasn't written as a trilogy. They did it bit by bit with different directors and it's just all over the fucking show. And um, and I thought you came up with a great analogy, which was like when um, when you were a kid and you used to um, used to pass notes round in a group or in class and you draw it and you draw and uh, you draw a monster and somebody had to draw the feet and then you'd fold it over. And then somebody had to draw the body, and then you'd fold it over, and then somebody would draw a head, and you fold it, and then you open it up to see what it looked like, and and you'd all have, and you'd all piss yourselves, and it's like that's what they did with the fucking the last trilogy of Star Wars. I think you're absolutely spot on. I really do. I think yes, yes. It, it's it, it was just it was just a shit show, wasn't it? It was like it was like we'll make one, we're like first one, right? Okay, we'll we're not going to go not going to go mad. We'll just do another Death Star story. Okay, fine. Um, and then after that, it was like, right, okay, it just, it just all, it just fell, it really fell apart. And now, and now I look back on that, The Force Awakens, and it was great at the time. But I think, you know, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it, it, it's a bit sort of meh now. Yeah, it tainted. I think as it went downhill, it just tainted The Force Awakens. And you know, it's every Star Wars film that comes out, I'm there at midnight, and I'll do it again when they release more. And, you know, we're such fans, as you know, Howard, but I think I'm always, I'll always make excuses, you know, and when you when you come out of the cinema, you're quite excited as to what you've just seen. It takes a bit of reflection on it to go, actually, you know, I'm excited because I saw guys with lightsabers or new shit or the design's beautiful, the music was great, but 
you know, if it wasn't a Star Wars film, I would rate it a lot lower out of ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I, and I have to say, I've got a soft spot for them. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Well, I've got to say, I think the Force Awakens, um, I felt good about. Um, the Last Jedi, I I I, I enjoyed because you know I I didn't bring all these expectations to it. Yeah, but I have to say, when I was watching the Rise of Skywalker, it got to a point where I was like, "Oh right, you're going to pretend Chewie's dead, are you?" You know, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, but yeah, um, complete, complete my contractual obligations. Um, Mind you, I wouldn't have been surprised if, if they decided to kill anybody off because they'd already been killing off people that I was quite excited to see in a new trilogy, even though, you know, in their defence, you didn't need them old characters because, you know, they didn't make enough of the new of John Boyega for one person, you know. Yeah, I, I, that's true, and also, and also the the one thing the thing that comes up as well is that it's a fucking small universe, isn't it? I mean, everybody keeps bumping into each other. I mean, there's supposed to be shitloads of planets and all the rest well, of it. That does go for the Mando as well, of course. You know, there's too much coincidence, isn't there? Yeah, there there is there is like you know. Oh, I suppose on. at least he's going back to a planet where you know some of these characters would be. I suppose. Yes. Yeah, you know, he's not just randomly bumping into them on on a battle station or something, is he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, Rise of Skywalker. It, 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 during that film, I was like, yeah, this is um, this this isn't me- necessarily working for me at the moment. Nah, 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 um, and uh, and yeah, and and you know, John Boy John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, they should be the characters that you're excited to see. Yeah, in 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 the next trilogy, but it's they just kind of got a bit lost amongst characters we already knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, oh. such is life. That is that's you know, Star Wars is is just like you say. It's getting to the stage now where I kind of feel like a, where it, they're like they're taking advantage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would one thing to sum up my Star Wars lifetime journey. Of course, was. For my 50th, I was planning to visit friends in the States and, you know, I was going to live the dream of going to um, the Star Wars world, you know, Disney World. Yeah. Or Galaxy's Edge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going at the minute. Maybe next year. Let's see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it's it's amazing to think. Imagine as a kid that you go to Star Wars World, you know. Oh, Fantastic. Man. I know. I know. Well, look. Although I would be equally as excited as a bloke, of course. <laughs> well, look. Speak, speaking of um, of other worlds, um, although that might be a bit of a giveaway. Um, Block Island Sound, mate. What do you? I mean, that's that's one thing. I, I don't think we covered that much last week, or at least I don't. No, I, I I don't think we, we. You know, I just mentioned one thing about it. And I think that that was a separate, maybe the text or something. But yeah. Um, Really enjoyed it, Howard. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. And and it's just it's that classic ninety minute movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um it was just the atmosphere of it, everything about it. Ominous, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Well the thing is I thought the key is the opening scene, so not giving anything away here, mm-hmm. but the key is the opening scene where you, where you've got this fisherman lying on the um on the floor of his boat 
uh, on the deck of his boat, as I believe they call it, on a on a on a ship, not a floor. Um, so he's lying on the deck of his boat, and and there's like there's all sorts of shit on the on the deck as well, like you know, fish and all sorts, and 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 his eyes are really bloodshot, and he's just so, and he's clearly like spaced out to fuck, and you're just thinking, right, okay, that's the opening scene, you know, and it's like, right, what's going on here then? And then it just sort of. And yeah, he, you know, he goes back to shore, and but right from the off, you're like, okay, so we already know straight away something is not right here, you know. And and there's also a sort of odd sound in, the, in in the distance, and they live on an area called Block Island, hence Block Island Sound. Um, yeah, straight off, it's just it is ominous, isn't it? It's like it's threatening. Yeah, that there's like you know, um, what's what's the um. You know when they're when they're censoring films, they say you know oh it contains like minor threat or or whatever it is. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? And yeah. you're like, there's, yeah, there's something threatening about this. Yeah, I, I mean something we we said in the in the COVID diaries last week was that it was reminiscent of um, invade the, the vibe was reminiscent of, of the 1970s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, yes, it kind of right. had that, and and something about the, the, the you know the, the the protagonist's father, who is the guy who's at the start, is lying on the on the fishing board. Um, something about just you know the the appearance of him was reminiscent of that. You know, you can't give too much away. But um, yeah, he well he, he well he looks he's got a passing resemblance to Donald Sutherland, doesn't he? Yes, but I also thought because they live in a in an area which probably has a cold climate, the the you know the guy had a beard. <laughs> You know, well, you know, like anyone with a beard's got to live in the Arctic. I don't know, but, but I think I think that's the law, actually. He, yeah, he was very reminiscent of one of the characters in the thing. Yeah, and, and I also thought that the vibe of the film again had that had the had the feeling of the thing as well. Yes, yeah, where you're not quite sure what's going on, um, and the, you're not sure where the danger's coming from, but there's something not right. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I love, a, I love a film where, as soon as the credits go up, you think, right, I'm watching this again. Yeah, uh, you know what it is about it is it had an interesting title. I had it on my list. I heard you recommend it. I thought, oh well, if Howard likes it, I'll, get, I'll definitely check it out. And I really enjoyed it. And there was no expectation. Star Wars, you're going in there, you're wanting it to be a certain thing and it has to live up to it. You put a film like this on, it, it, even if it wasn't good, it doesn't matter. It's it's just worth checking out and you're not losing anything. It's 90 minutes. But as it happens, really good and I've been recommending it ever since. Yeah, me me too, me too. And and also, you know, it's got the key things for me, 90 minutes, and mm-hmm. and, a, and a great ending, and an ending that an ending that made me that made me smile. And it's not the kind of film that sh- that will kind of make you smile, but the ending kind of made me smile. Just thinking, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, when you hear the speech, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you just think that's that is awesome. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it just came um, from nowhere uh, as well. You know, typical yeah. typical Netflix. It's just like it's appeared. Oh, I'll watch that. Well, what I haven't got me my head around, and I'm probably there's probably two schools on it, and and both probably apply. Is where do Netflix get their films? Because you assume 
there's probably an element of films that they commission to be made and they put the money into hence the Irishman yeah which obviously has the you know stellar crew and cast and you know um you know renowned artists involved yet Netflix give them the money to produce the film right but other films I'm assuming are already have already been made and Netflix buy them at film festivals or yeah. you know the you know the kind of a you know work in the same way a distributor does for cinema you know oh yeah um, yeah so you never know obviously it'll say a Netflix movie but you never know is this something they've been they've greenlit from the start or is it something they've picked up that's already been it's it's been completed when they've bought it I, I don't know so it's difficult to ascertain the quality what you're going to get because you don't know where it's come from where it's originated do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah I do I do and I, I, the thing is it's just like I don't know it's like I've gone from I've gone from um, maybe to use a fishing analogy because we were talking mm. about um, Block Island Sound. I've gone from being somebody who sits on the edge of a, 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 a the edge of a river with a with a you know with a fishing rod casting and catching the occasional movie. Now I'm just in a boat on the ocean with a big fucking trawler net. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just hauling a shitload of stuff on board, throwing most of it away, and only remembering, yeah. Yeah. you know, a small percentage of it. Yeah. Well, um, see, when you were when you were fourteen, if if the opening production, you know, and it has all the production companies, you can have one. Now you've got about like ten of, you know, sometimes up to ten companies putting money into the film so you get all of these graphics at the start of the film oh yeah know? oh sometimes sometimes you think sometimes you think oh right we're in oh this is cool and then a few seconds later it's like oh no the film hasn't started that's one of the many fucking people <laughs> yeah. who put money into yeah. the fucker yeah 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 but back in the 80s you kind of got a, 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 a something like a Brookheimer Simpson production Miramax and you just knew you knew you were going to like it even though now I probably wouldn't like it but yeah you knew that things like that. Yes, Miramax uh, were like that kind of Carol. Carol the indie Co. film, the indie film that was going to be, you know, get a big release. You know, yes. So obviously, yeah. you don't want to say, you know, Miramax now. It's a dirty it, word, but me, you know, Metro, back then, uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, eh? The li- the the lion roars. And, yeah, you yeah, know, you got, yeah. You're in. Great. United Artists. I think you were talking Bond films, and that was it. You know, that was you just knew that was the start of Bond. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but it, it, well, yeah, yeah, so there's... it's a mystery now. But I, I, I don't think that that matters as to what the quality of the film's going to be anymore. You know, no, not at all. And I think, um, and and you know, Netflix, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime. I mean, I've got Amazon mm-hmm. Prime as well, and. You know, some some of their originals are some of the best things on there, but also some of their originals completely suck as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've tried um, I've tried Hunters um, on on Amazon Prime, which is a which stars Al Pacino, and it's mm-hmm. and it's and it's a, it's Jordan Peele's concept, and it's about Nazi mm-hmm. hunters, and yeah. I, and I'm like, right, okay, well, you know, I'm going to give this a whirl, definitely. And I like after like halfway through the third episode, I was just I started to think, do you know what? I'm going to have to admit defeat on this because this is a bit shit. <laughs> and it's not that it's it's not that it's shit. It's good enough 
to keep mm-hmm. your attention and to hold you until like three episodes in. But it's not until three episodes in that you go, hang on, tonally, this is all over the place. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because it's, it, it's like um, one minute there's like, oh, here's, here's the cast, you know, here are the people who have formed the group of the hunters. And it's, and it turns into a Tarantino kind of introduction of the characters. And yeah. you're thinking, hang on, yeah. they're supposed to be hunting real knife Nazis. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, I, there's, 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 no, there's no room for jokes in here. Well, memories have gone down the inglorious bastards routes with it. Do you know that, what? By the sound of that. But... Yes. Do you know what? You have yeah. absolutely hit the nail on the head. It is the, it, it, it is the TV series where Hitler lives. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the... Um, yeah. it, no, you're absolutely right because... I, and I, I thought, am I, you know, am I, am I like inventing this? So I went on IMDb to have a look at some of the reviews and a lot of the reviews were just saying... It's like they've they've the Nazis that they're hunting down. They've made them up, and it's like and then and then they've made these the, you know these Nazi um, uh, uh, you know officers. They've made these officers up, and then they've made up the crimes that they committed. And it's like, do you really need to make up Nazi crimes? Weren't the ones that happened bad enough? I'm laughing at you, not the, you know... The yeah, concept. yeah, yeah, no, I know of what course. you mean. Yeah, but, but it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what the fucking hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's like you've fallen between but, two stools, you know? It's like, it's, it's either about... They're either Nazi hunters who are, cha- who are hunting down Nazis, or they're not. But hunting down, you know, made-up characters, hunting down made-up Nazis... It's just the whole thing is just bollocks. And there's one there's one person on IMDb who, who's reviewed it and said, "I lived through the Holocaust, and this is the most offensive thing I have wow. ever seen." And I was like, "Oh, dude, you did not survive Nazi war camps to watch this shit. You really didn't." But you know, but then again, I, I'll let Jordan Peele off because his reimagining of uh, the Twilight Zone is is fucking excellent. I have it. What what uh, platforms that on Howard? That's on Sky. Oh right. Well, I, yeah, I've got access at the moment. That's in me, you know, rotating uh, subscriptions. You know. Oh right. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's it's um yeah. yeah yeah just search um search Twilight Zone. I think there's two yeah. series of it. Right. I mean, I don't I, I don't know much about the guy other than I enjoy Get Out and uh, Us. I really enjoyed them, especially Get Out. Um, yes. But I don't know much else of his you know, where he came from and, you know, he's obviously got a kind of, uh, you know, he's hot at the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well it's from Keenan Peel who were just like um, uh, a brilliant uh, US comedy double act. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's a whole other, we're, we're now going to start talking about something, you know, neither of us have actually seen. So let's, um, let's, let's forget that for a minute. Um, Speaking of double acts, since our last episode, um, I was challenged to watch The Last Boy Scout. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I watched it last week, and th- that was since we, uh, was that went before, after we spoke, I think. But, but um, it, we'll talk about the film in a moment, but one thing it sort of led me to was thinking about this whole genre of films that, that kind of used to exist and the probably still are because you recently had the uh, Bad Boys for Life. Never seen any of those, that trilogy at all either. But um, the buddy move, the kind of buddy cop movie. Ah, yeah. Because in the 80s, I mean, 48 Hours, I absolutely loved at the time. 
Yeah. And um, lethal weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And, to, and, and, to and a obviously, certain... again, that, that uh, last Boy Scout falls into that kind of cop, brings in a guy who isn't a cop to kind of help, you know, he's, he's kind of involved with the plot of the, you know, whatever crimes happened. This guy's got to get, you know, and then there's and then there's a movie that I would I would put into that category that isn't necessarily cops, but mm-hmm. is, uh, is is the obvious Midnight Run. Oh yes, great. Yeah, what, I mean yeah. that I mean that is a, that's a that's a classic. And what is it? Is it an action film? Is it a, is it a buddy movie? Is it a road movie? Is it a comedy? I mean, it, well, the answer is yeah. it's all of them. That was when De Niro sort of. You probably wasn't doing method and kind of vented it, it kind of the rules that he kind of does nowadays, I guess. But you know, he was doing comedy that wasn't because because if you think about uh, like Scorsese, the king of comedy, he's being funny, but he's he's you know that's De Niro still acting in the method fashion, kind of you know yes, he's, yeah. he's funny because that's what that's what the story is, but. He's not. He's not De Niro kind of having fun, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's playing the part of a comedian, and he's yes. He's, yeah, yes. he's he's yeah. He's basically uh, uh, seriously playing a comedian. Yeah, but that was one of the, I guess, one of the first De Niro films where you 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 know you don't have to like the other films, which might be a bit you know boring for people who just like kind of action movies or something. Uh, yeah. You know they're not going to enjoy Raging Bull, but they're going to. You know this. This was in that category again with the forty-eight hours and all that stuff. It was a great film. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a film similar to that as well is um, um, Brazil. I remember, um, funnily enough, the the words of Paul Neri always stick mm-hmm. in my mind when when I when I watch Brazil, which I just remember Paul saying, "Oh, Brazil, it's great. Robert De Niro's in it." And it's great because he isn't Robert De Niro, <laughs> and, and he's like, "Yeah, I get what you mean." It's like I Midnight know what Run, I mean. and, and, yeah. and Brazil predates um, Midnight Run, of course. You know, it's one of them films never been massively on my radar. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's just it's just De Niro not doing the De Niro performance. Yeah. That he's yeah. Yeah, that he's known for, but but look mm-hmm. you, to go back to what you were saying, you're right. Yeah, that that sort of the buddy cop movie. It was, it really was in the eighties. That was how you made your money, wasn't it? It was like three Beverly Hills yeah, Cop. Yeah, we'll have yeah. three lethal weapons. <laughs> uh, you know, anyone else? Well, let's let, let's make some let's make some of these movies. And sort of Last Boy Scout sort of kind of sort of fits into that kind of vein, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it, it, again, it had eighties tropes of the kind of saxophone music and the, you know, blues licks and things like that. You know, there'd be like a one-liner followed by a blues lick. Yeah. Um, you know, it had a lot. Of, so I, I did enjoy it, but I, again, it's like a lot of things. You kind of got attached to them in the day, yeah, and then they stick with you. You know. Whereas I could take it or leave it now, obviously. But had I been a huge fan in the day, like a diehard maybe, you kind of retain yeah. that fandom, you know? Yeah, well, and, and let's face it, the the 80s also was the era of somebody having a pair of running shoes found in a closet. The, and, and, and it was either, there was either mud on those shoes that was from a particular yeah. area or those yeah. shoes, or those, or, or those were the shoes that left a, that, that left a, a, a track behind, 
you know, yeah. or left a footprint yeah. behind in someone's yeah. garden. Yeah, those shoes have got a magnesium deposit yes. from the magnesium plant where we found the body of the, you know, the yeah. dealers. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the eighties, all cops needed to do was like, if there's anyone that's under suspicion, go round all of their houses, look in all of their closets, and it'll be the one who's got running shoes with some mud on. Yeah. It was fucking them. <laughs> hey, you know that reminds me of, and uh, 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 we're talking about it's last time a fantastic film. But I'm sure there was something to do with solving the crime in the film Destroyer with Nicole Kidman. Oh, now that's had a film. something to do with, there was something to do with, again, it was like, you know, there'd be a fence and then an embankment going down a, a river or the LA River or something. And there was, you know, it just yeah. brings it back that, that there was something, that, that there was some kind of evidence that was as simple as that involved. But the, the thing about Destroyer is the way that the narrative is, uh, is, is the timeline is, is broken and you don't realise yeah. that it's broken. So it, yeah. kind of play, it kind of plays tricks on you. And it's kind of, it's kind of like a, de- a directorial cheat, isn't it? It's like, it's like <clears throat> because it, you're, you're, you're putting a twist in for the audience that isn't actually a twist. All you've done is, is rearrange the timeline yes, of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. But when the penny drops as an audience, it's it's gratifying. It's oh. good, isn't it? Well, the thing is, is because it only happens once, and that yeah. is and and that is the way to use it. Because then yeah. you'll forgive it, and it and it's great. And uh, yeah, Destroyer with with Nicole Kidman, she's amazing in it. She's never looked so rough. She mm-hmm. God, she she just looks like she could, she should like she lives in the boot of a car. I mean, she looks horrific. Um. And and she's brilliant in it. She's absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant in it. And I have to say, she's got to be one of the. She's got to be. Who would have thought that? You know, going back to the eighties again. Nah, who would have nah, thought that? You know, nah. one of Tom nah. Cruise's many wives. Yeah. You know, it, gonna... I mean, I don't know if it would piss him off. I mean, she's a far better actor. Not not in Cruise because we've discussed this before. Huge fan, and he's one of the guys from that era who still makes really quality action films anyways, doesn't he? Yeah. But for accolades, for, you know, talking about someone's performance, she far outshines him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, in acting chops, you know. And, oh. uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at, I mean, this is, you know, this is this is a woman who starred in The Others, you know, in Destroyer. In, I mean, she's played so many wide and varying roles. Um and uh, yeah, she's just she's absolutely phenomenal. She really is. She really is. Last week I watched um, I, again a film. I, I probably saw it on release, but I just have no recollection. So it was uh, Tom Cruise film, A Few Good Men. Ah, right, yeah. Right now, you can't handle the truth. Well, this is it. I thought you know what, like this would be much better now if they used. Actors like Sarah Paulson and stuff like that in it. Yeah. I just thought here you've got like Demi Moore and Cruz who were like mega stars of the 80s and, you know, definitely the right cast at the time to, to, to get a box office draw. But I just, it, you know what, it's not even that they're bad. It's just like the way films were directed then and stuff like that. Yes. It doesn't have the realism of if you did it now as a TV show with with some, you know, less well-known people, it would be, you know, you would, 
you'd just accept the truth far easier, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, do you know what? I'm, uh, for some for some reason, I'm I'm reminded of uh, Eddie Murphy's character in Bowfinger when um when when so when it says uh, and what you know what about this line of dialogue you know say what's you know that um you know what's 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 your problem cliff you know and then i push him over the edge i push him over the edge and I, what's the point of that he's saying well his name's cliff and you're putting you're pushing him over the edge of a cliff and he goes no no no, no that that requires too much thought well, you know we, we're not we're trying to make a movie not a film <laughs> <laughs> and and I just thought, do you know when you when you were talking there, I was just thinking, yeah, that's exactly it. It's a movie, whereas opposed to now, it would be made as a film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or sorry, like a mini series or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I know what you mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah because Jack, the film Jack, is a piece of art and a movie being a, a big eating popcorn and a big entertainment thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you've yeah. got, you know, you've got, you've yeah. got the big scene in the, you're right. Yeah, you're you know, right. And, and you've got, you've got Jack Nicholson fucking shouting, his, you know, you go down the truth and all that. And it's like, Oh, and it's, and it's so overdone. It's so hammed it up. What, what I realized though, is Jack Nicholson probably rocked up there for maybe two days of work. Yeah. And would have walked away with, you know, I don't know. Millions. Finances. But, you know, yeah. it's like Marlon Brando and Superman. You know, he's getting paid a fortune, getting the same money or more than Cruise, but he's only in the film for like 10 minutes. Two scenes, anyway. Yeah. Two, I think two or three scenes. Yeah. But having never seen it, you're aware of that. You can't handle the truth. Yes. Um it's it's funny though, well, isn't it? Because like the the eighties is rapidly turning rapidly turning into the era that, mu- that musically and cinematically, yeah. it's really really not aged well. And stuff stuff that came out before that, you know, the seventies that mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in the seventies has aged well, and a lot of stuff yes. in nineties yes. has aged well. Yes, but the eighties, well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I think though, I think you know, films. Oh, certainly the films that I like from the 70s, as in, but I've only got to know them from discovering people in the 80s and then looking back at their earlier films, like Pacino and De Niro and Jack Nicholson, Gene Hackman, you know. So films like Serpico and Taxi Driver and um, yeah. The French Connection, they all have a gritty, a gritty realism, which is more in keeping with films like Destroyer nowadays. Yes. Whereas yeah. the 80s went for all the, the bombast and the, and the kind of cheesy music and stuff like that, that dates the films in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean, yeah. It is... Oh, it... Oh, I don't want to say it badly. I don't know, but it keeps them trapped in that bubble, you know. Yes, yeah. And we're not saying, we're not saying you know, all of the movies. Because, I mean, you know, there's some great movies in the 80s, like, you know, like fucking Ghostbusters and shit like that, which is just, yeah, yeah. you know, which is, which is legendary. But as soon as you get into the 90s, you've got the, you know, you've got the, you've got the Terminator movies, you've got, you've got Tarantino starting mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, put yeah. movies out. And all, and all of a sudden, um, you're, you're back, you know, you're back to, oh, yeah, the, you know, the, the, these are quality. And you look at the 80s and like we said, there's, there's. You know, there's six movies in the Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop franchise alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which you forget that it even exists. I didn't. I'm like, there's a Beverly Hills Cop three. Have I seen it? You know, or four. <laughs> I don't know. Lethal Weapon. What's this? You know, I, like I don't remember all these sequels, but yeah. they exist. But then, as in most cases, one and you know, one or two were decent, and then they kind of. 
each time they're losing, you know, losing points, you know. But well, a prime a prime example of right a franchise right that started well and then but it was just like it was there was no hope for it as soon as the second movie came out. Mm. First Blood, what a film! Yeah, what uh, yeah. a film! Yeah, yeah. And it is it's a it's a proper film. I mean, it's a film it, film, you know. But it throws you now as to why, you, I mean, yes, I understand the appeal of Stallone to being the, the superstar that he was, but I don't understand why they went for the concept of making them less and less believable or more over the top, whereas the first one could have, could be true. Yes. Yeah. You exactly. know, you know, you know what I mean? It was like the, all of the sequence of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people are going to jump off a cliff into a, the pine tree and and all the rest of it, but it is believable. Yeah, the next ones are just completely. You know, here he is killing like fifty people and stuff like that. They just got more and more. You know, kind of mad as they went along, I guess. You know, and but and the quality went down. You know, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I enjoyed these ones that he's done. You know, uh, the Last Blood. Yeah. Kind of got a, a bunch of, uh, you know, Mexican gang after him or something. You know, I, I enjoyed it for its daftness that it is, yet it's so far removed from First Blood, which, you know, is, is, is still an excellent film, I'm sure. And I, I do own it. Um, um, I need to rewatch. Oh, mate, I've, I've, I've rewatched that um, in mm. lockdown. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's such great. I mean, I'm, and our guitarist, Paul, is a huge fan. In fact, we, yeah. wa- we watched that together. Like back in the back in the fucking nineties when I went and yeah. stayed stayed with him, and um, yeah. yeah, it that is just an awesome awesome movie, and it is, and it it's is. and and it still stands up now. And like you said, you know, mm-hmm. it, it could be true. It could and and it, you know how you go from that to yeah. it just be, you know to the cartoon follow ups mm-hmm. is is beyond me because that is such a it's a serious serious movie and the topics in it as well. You know the topics yeah. in it are that you know this this guy you know well you see you see him he's you know he falls apart yeah. at the end he's saying you know this, yeah. this guy fresh back from Vietnam and he's not even allowed to walk through a town. Yeah, yeah, disgusting. And and even the little bits like he goes to visit his friend and his friends uh, caught cancer because of the Agent Orange or, or some you yeah. know the chemicals we're using there. There's all these little political, you know, things that that ring true about what happened. And like you're saying to the veterans as well, they come back and it's just like, oh, who's this guy? You know, he's wearing an army jacket. Get out of town, we don't want you here. Not like he is a hero who served his country, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. War, do you want a job? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's and he's quite clearly, he's quite clearly suffering from PTSD. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like... It, it's, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, 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 almost, it's almost like an anti-war film. It's like you know, yeah. if you if you go to war and fight for your country, this is what happens mm-hmm. when you come home. Yeah, a totally different topic away from films, Howard, but it fits into this. And it's an interesting thing that I never knew. Is a couple of years ago we went to um, Japan, and I said to the to my wife, I said, "This is strangest because we're in a, in, a, in you know massive cities, and I haven't seen any homeless people." And I was worried because I thought, you know, I am worried that, like, maybe, you know, the government's so strict with people that, you know, the kind of homeless, you know, homeless people, they get, you know, put in a camp or some kind of, 
you know, mistreatment from the government that way to keep the city clean. I don't, I don't know, yeah. right? But it's very surprising, if, you know, you come off a railway station in the capital city and you don't see any homeless people or indeed get, you know, asked for money or, or help or whatever. Yeah. But so I, when I got back, I kind of looked into kind of, you know, has anyone written anything about this? It's a YouTube, you know, it's an easy way to find out. So on YouTube... Someone was discussing it, and they said, and it's really interesting, that there's other things to do with drug problems and things like that, or less, uh, you know, there's less of it there. But the number one thing is, when you think about a lot of homeless people, and certainly in, in the States, at a certain time, the Japanese haven't fought in a conflict, haven't had a conflict since the Second World War, so there isn't anyone in that country who's suffering from PTSD from ex-military. Right. Wow. Which, which when you think of John Rambo, and he's, you know, he's a, as they call him, a drifter, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy with mental health problems who, you know, he's travelling down, he can't get work, you know, he's living kind of rough, you know. Yeah. And, um, but that that is definitely something that was massive, in the seventies, people coming back from Vietnam. Yeah, I guess that I guess that 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 plays into it big time. Yeah. Well, I know when it, around around sort of two thousand, when I was in um, I, I went and I lived I lived in San, San Francisco for a little bit, mm -hmm. and um, fucking hell, I mean, I you know I was doing stand up at the time, and I thought I can't go mm -hmm. I can't go onto a fucking I can't go onto a stage in San Francisco and start doing stuff about homeless people because they'll fucking kill mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Being a Brit, but it was like you do realise that you know you know the underneath of motorways, yeah. That's yeah. not supposed to be a city, yeah. I there's know. there's I not know. supposed to be hundreds of people living underneath motorway flyovers. That's not what they're nah. there for. No, nah. there's a there's a place Skid Row in it. It's been on recently on TV. I, some I can't remember what, why, but I saw it on TV recently. I think it was to do with COVID, saying how are they protecting people. In, in, you know, who are less likely to go and visit the doctors and stuff like that cause in, in the States, certainly because they haven't got the health care. There's something like 6,000 people live in this area. Um, and I think they've put it, there's a fence around it type of thing. It's almost like a city within a city, but it's all just camps and shelters, the whole made. In the downtown of Los Angeles, it's madness. 6,000 people. It's, I think it's the biggest in the world as, as a site like that, you know. Yeah, that is. Uh, that, that except for obviously some, you know, a camp where there's migrants or people, you know, um, refugees and that that element, you know. Um, yes. Mad. Yeah, totally. Um, and we've we've we we who would have thought that we would have gone from. Um, <laughs> We'd, we'd, yeah. come, we'd come from first blood. This week on uh, politics at Howard Smith, <laughs> we've got we've got um, we've got Geordie uh, homeless US homeless expert uh, <laughs> Gary Foley has come on to talk about the time he went to Japan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, I owe you a thank you. I owe you a thank you because you, um, whilst I uh, whilst I said watch Block Island Sound, you told me to watch mm -hmm. Col you told me to watch Cold Pursuit. And yeah. any comedy that makes you laugh out loud when you're watching it on your own, that is a fucking, that is a comedy. And yeah. Cold Pursuit, would, fantastic. Would would you, see, it's difficult to describe it if you said, what, is, what type of film is this? I describe it as a comedy, 
But I don't think everyone... I know what you would laugh at, maybe, but I think... Yeah. It's a black Some comedy. It's a black, say, it's a black yeah, comedy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, because the you know it, it, the, with and this isn't giving too much away, but somebody who dis, who starts killing people and disposing of them the same way like it's like yeah. it's just nothing. There is yeah. there, there there is humour in there, but it, it depends who you are as to whether you're going to yeah. find that funny or not. But there is straight out comedy in it as well. Yeah. You know, there's 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 clearly stuff in it. Like, for instance, at one point, uh, a child is kidnapped, and the, the the child is almost happy to be kidnapped, but not but not in a. It's not comedically done. It's not played for laughs. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like you know yeah. this child yeah. wanting a wanting a, a a story read to them before they go to bed, and they're clearly like. They're in their element, you know, and it's just it, it's just loads of laughs where you don't expect them. But but yeah, it's not it's yeah it's it's a black comedy. It's there the, you yeah. know the, the main subject is very serious. Um, it is it is violent, um, which will I mean uh, I think a lot of people's sensibilities will so probably stop them finding that amusing to start <clears throat> with. But I thought it was I thought it was brilliant, and and it's and Liam Neeson playing playing a. It, playing kind of against type and kind of not, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. he's basically, yeah, he's been, he's, his back's against the wall, but it's not Liam Neeson from Taken. You know, yeah, it's, it, he's yeah. just, he's just a, he's just a, a dad trying to do right by his son. And, and, and not, yeah. and again, not in a Taken kind of way. He's just a bloke. I mean, it's strange, you know, someone had recommended the, the original, which I, I think it's Denmark or Norway. Um, a Scandinavian film in order of disappearance. So I watched it, really enjoyed it, and literally ten minutes later, I was like cruising through the, you know, just Amazon or something, and Cold Pursuit came up. But it had the little synopsis, you know, like you know, fifty words or whatever, and it said, "Guy with snowplow," and I went, "Hold on a minute, <laughs> that's the same effing film." So as you do, IMDb. Same director, writer, everything. He literally just had some success with this film in his home country and made a US remake. But I couldn't believe how, you know, he, he hasn't changed it whatsoever, I don't think. it's yeah. Even the name of the town, the names of the characters, you can see how he's Americanized the same thing. You, you, you know what I mean? He's just yeah. changed it enough so that it's got an American ring to it rather than like it sounds like a European word um but i recommend you watch just to compare it really for your thoughts you know it's so well i'll i'll, I'll similar, do that but i'll do that because I, I made you watch um last boy scout i think i've got the better deal here so um <laughs> I, I, I i will definitely do that i think but, but it's looking it, at the poster i've called the suit it just looked like oh liam he's, he's just living it off the taken thing where he's become this popular action hero for the you know over 50s and um, it's certainly not. It's just not another one of those films, which I've enjoyed most of the, these films that he's done, like the uh, One Way's Air Marshal or something like that. Yeah. Um, with Julianne Moore, I believe, on the plane, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, one, you know, it's one of the only... Non-stop. It's one of the only yeah. films he's not running in because it's a plane. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yes, yes. Everything else no, he's I, running I've in. I've always enjoyed him in these things, but Cold Pursuit just looked like another one. 
Well, it's it, certainly not. It's a totally different film. No, and I tell you what, I've rewatched recently. If uh, I don't know how we've ended up on the uh, Liam Neeson mm. oeuvre, but fuck it, let's go with it. Um, I watched The Grey the other day again, and that is just that's a classic. I was going to say I was I was waiting to see if you said you didn't like it because I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's great! It's great because it, well, you know. I, the big joke, isn't it? It's like you saw you saw the grey and you think, fuck me, is this like subtitled Liam Neeson wolf puncher? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? He's going to be like, he's going to be having scraps with wolves and like knocking them out and, you know, making jackets out of their heads and stuff. But yeah. it, but it, it's just about, yeah, it's just about a guy struggling to survive in the wilderness where <laughs> the wolves, it's their home and he's, um, it's not his home. And it is, it's, yeah, it's brutal, but... Just brilliantly done. I watched another couple of films in a similar vein, like surviving in, you know, an Arctic sort of environment after a plane crash, um, which I thought were good as well. Uh, one was Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. I think it's called, oh, you know, I don't know. It may have been called Over the Mountain or something like that, but it wasn't. But, um, the Mountain Between Us, maybe it was called. Right, yeah. I'm not sure, but it, it, it was pretty good, you know, for uh, for the Elba. And um, another one, but this one's fresh in my mind, so I, I can tell you what this is called. There's another one called Arctic with Mads Mikkelsen that I watched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, now, I've I've seen it, but it's, sorry, I've, I've, I know the film you mean, but I haven't seen it. Not to be mixed up with another film that is in called Polar, which is a totally different film about assassins, which I also watched in the last couple of weeks. So there you go. Ah, right. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm uh, so. So, would you recommend the uh, the Mads the Mads Mickelson one? Um, Arctic, I think so. But you know, I wouldn't put them in the same league as the uh, Cold Pursuit, though. Right. I, no. 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 But I mean, you know, if it's worth watching, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Not a bad watch. No. 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 Yeah, because I... I Some... Sorry, go on. Go on, sorry. No, no, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're just all over the shop here. We've ended up we've ended up down fucking Liam Neeson Lane for some reason. Do you know what I mean? That's like, Jesus, how do we, that, how do we end up driving because... down here? Quick, let's reverse. I swear, Dan, that's because all these films merge into one. So you go, okay, so you've got this thing, the guy in the pink, that's the wolf. Hold yeah. on a minute. That's yeah. about four films now mixed up. There's even a, there's a film with... Um, Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Is that his name? Not sure. Um, he's in Westworld, amongst other things. All know, right. He's, um, and he goes hunting for some wolves that have killed somebody's kid or something. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. So now, yeah. I, I, all these things blend into one. They do, don't they? But do you know what? You've thrown something in there that I wanted to talk about, and that was Westworld, which... Yeah, well, there you go, yeah. Which, yeah. for me, the first series is some of the best TV I think I've ever seen. That first series absolutely had me just totally transfixed. The first episode, I think, is one of the... is just one of the best episodes ever. Because I just love the fact when, that at, 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 the, at the very beginning, she's 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 an android. She doesn't know she's an android. Mm -hmm. And yeah. at the very beginning, almost the first scene, is a fly walking across an eyeball. Mm -hmm. And 
she's and it pulls out and it's her and she's not bothered and the very last the very last that's the first that's the first scene and the very last scene a fly lands on her arm and she swats it mm-hmm. and for everything that happens in between to be bookended with those scenes you're just like oh fuck me this is going this is going to be good <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this I was is going to be going to say is i think Production-wise, and we're talking about Ratchet earlier, um, that Westworld, it just looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. And you can, you can tell that from the, as soon as the title sequence starts. It's like quality. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you've gone off it a little bit. I just, well, just find it a bit confusing, but that's just me. I mean, well, some people revel in that. No, no, I've got to say, I found, um, I thought Series 2 was a massive letdown. Mm-hmm. And what we were saying earlier about it's not a twist if you just if you play with the timeline. And that yeah. whole series, that's all it was. It was just, yeah. it was, that there were no twists. It was just the fact that you were being shown things out of order. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but mm-hmm. fucking anyone can do that. Anyone can take the whole narrative storyline of like 11 hours and go, right, okay, let's chop them up and put them in different places so it so it confuses people and, and works as a twist. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't. And And I was really disappointed, really disappointed. There was one episode that I enjoyed. Other than that, I found it to be, Really, it was just a bit of a. It was just a. It was just like an exam, basically. Mm-hmm. And by mm-hmm. the third yeah. series came around, it's done the classic, isn't it? Which is, you know, and th- and this is probably a, a topic for for conversation as well. Which is to, basically the series has outgrown the original concept. So it's like mm-hmm. it's called Westworld. Well, yeah. the minute you leave Westworld, it's now a yeah. different TV yeah. program, isn't it? Yes. And the other TV program I, it's become, it could be anything. I love the film as well, though. Yeah, yeah. The original. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a classic, isn't it? It's an absolute classic. Yeah, yeah. loved it. And and um, and I love what they did with the first series, but uh, series two really annoying. Series three just just kind of meh, really. Just sort of like, do you know oh, what right, am I? Am I oblivious to this? But I don't even remember if if there is a series three that I've seen, or, or have I? I don't know. I'm up to date, I believe. I thought that I thought there was a. I can't sure remember. A, right, I would, okay. you could, could well, be totally right, and and you could be completely right. I just don't like, remember. This is brilliant, isn't it? This is like you know, <laughs> to, 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 you've tuned in to listen to a podcast where two old yeah. men can't remember what they've yeah. seen. <laughs> Senile Bendel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 welcome to movie Senile Bollocks. Yeah, um, I mean, how would I love uh, season 37 of The Simpsons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, calm down. Right, okay, so um, let's have a look, let's have a look. Where are we? Oh, I want to tell you a series that I know you won't have seen because you don't have Apple TV. Uh, well, that doesn't mean I won't have seen it, mate. No, you should check it out, but I've, en- I've been enjoying this now. I don't think it's of the same quality as something like Westworld or, you know, Game of Thrones or something, you know. Yes. On that scale, yeah. that, you know, production and all the rest of it. But there's a series called For All Mankind. And right. series two is still on weekly now and it's it's coming up to its end. But I haven't watched series two yet. But I explain the concept, and this is in the trailer, so I won't, I'm not spoiling it, is... The space race at the end of the 60s, 
the Russians land on the moon before the United States. Right. The states aren't far behind. They get there, you know, a week later or what have you. But this show is all about the space race and the politics involved in the technology and the and astronauts. But what they do, they write in, it's all a lot of fiction, but obviously, but they write in bits of history as in like Watergate and these things happen within the show. Yeah. Um, and there's real characters like Neil Armstrong, who isn't the first man on the moon, he's the first American on the moon, right? Yeah. And, um, and they even bring in the... Um, Von Braun, who the Nazi who's helped build the rockets, but obviously his past comes to catch up with him as well. Um, you know that is completely correct to have the Nazi, you know, working for the government and stuff. So yeah. there's a lot of real life facts in it, but it's obviously this kind of draw action stroke drama of these astronauts uh, and you know the, the there's the two factions on the moon rather than the. Americans, but series two is going to be based in the Reagan era with the space shuttle going through the eighties and onwards. Um, but I, I loved it. But it, 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 but you know, it hasn't got, you know, maybe the acting chops or some of the values of some of the some of the, the higher budget shows. But it's still enjoyable. Um, yeah, and because I'm interested in that sort of uh, history as well, you know. Well, I'll I'll, I'll have a look for it. I'll have a look for yeah. it. Um, and uh, here, here's the news. The news is that um, uh, season three of um, Westworld, Westworld came out in March 2020. Holy shit. Well, if it, I must have watched it then. Yeah, you must have. Well, I, and that really that says... That shows it, you how, much, yes. how good I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. See, season four <laughs> starts in 2022, apparently. Right, um, right. And but yeah, season three uh, jumped the shark early doors. I think. And Can I just ask? Was season three the introduction of Aaron Paul in the show? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Right, I've seen it. Yeah. Right, there I thought go. that was season two. Yeah, there you go. Well, right. there you go. It was wasn't that memorable. And what it leads yeah. what it leads me on to is something I've started doing now, which is. Um, I've stopped falling for the oh that sounds like a really interesting premise. Um, TV series, be it on Netflix, on Amazon, or whatever, because what I'm doing now is I'm looking at the I'm looking at the premise and going, has that got legs? Can that last mm -hmm. more than three series? Do you know what I mean? Is it is it gonna? Because I've I've made yeah. that mistake so many times now, like Designated Survivor on Netflix, you know, which yeah. is. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, the makers of 24, Kiefer Sutherland playing this guy who's the only member of the government left after the White House is bombed. That happens in the first five minutes, so it's not it's not a spoiler, it's the whole concept. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, you know, about like 58th in line to be president, but all the other 57 have been wiped out in one bomb. So all of a sudden, you know, a bloke, a bloke who's, you know, a bloke who's, Secret Service code name was like you know not worth bothering or almost dead or whatever it was mm -hmm. right um, is now president and it's like oh wow and it was great for about eighteen episodes mm -hmm. and then it just completely runs out of steam and it, and I've kind of started I've started sort of being a lot more um, circumspect about people it, the more outrageous the uh, premise makes me feel like yeah that's great and that and that hooks you and it brings you in but they run out of what to do after two or three seasons and then it just dies 
Well, see, I almost like things when I find out that, you know, oh, great, it's only three seasons. Right, I watch yeah. it then because Fair I don't enough. have to invest all this time. Yeah. But then again, it could be that the end of three seasons is because it's been dropped because it's basically series three was rubbish, you know. Yes, yeah. And it's that's, a difficult yeah. one. But a, a show that has overstayed its welcome, in my opinion, and many others, but obviously it has its right, The Walking Dead. Oh, fucking hell. No, I, I'm, I bailed, bailed in, and I'm still watching ago. it, but it's been dreadful. But I'm still, I'll see it through, but this is what I mean is, when you put so much into it, you don't want it to stop. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it pisses you off, you no, know? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It became, when it became The Talking Dead, and, uh, yeah. you know, more, more bore and less gore, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I left after mm. about... Season three or four. I mean, it's um, you know, it's still got. But it was fantastic in those early days, Howard. I oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, it was brilliant. Well, Frank Darabont's first series is is yeah. way up yeah. there with some of the best TV you'll see. But um, yeah, no, that that's that's well and truly overstayed its welcome, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, have you and and one series that because I know you like I know you like a bit of time travel. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, Travelers on Netflix. Um, Never seen it. There's four series. Yeah, and it's and and it's got a proper ending. Um, and it was so, well. The first two they, they made two series, and then it got dropped. And there was such an outcry. Another company picked up and made series three. Um, and then um, uh, and they made season three and four, and that. It, that's kind of it, um, but it's it's really really, and I've I mean I know I've, I mean you know I know I've gone about gone on about it on the podcast before, but yeah, I just I really really rate it. Um, it's you know it's not it's not amazing sci-fi. There's 34 episodes, right? It's the, um, yeah. but it, you know it, it you know it, it gets over eight on um, on IMDb, which is pretty good going, um, mm-hmm. and it is. It's just it's just really really well done because sorry it's three seasons, um, yeah, and because it's time travel, but it, they never leave the present day. So people go people go forward in time and people appear from further in, but they never move. You're always yeah. in the present day, and that's where yeah. their mission is, and that's why a it's a different take on it, but also it's. It's just so well written that any flaws that you get in time travel are all covered. And sometimes you'll be like a little ahead of it thinking, hang on, there's a, there's going to be a problem when, oh, no, they've beat me to it. Damn. And it's it's all really well done. Um, great characters, bit of humour. But it is, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but mm-hmm. it's it's done as if, if if this really happened, you could imagine it happening like this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll yeah. look into it. Travelers, travelers. Yeah, on Netflix, travelers. Um, definitely worth a go. Definitely worth. The a other go. A couple of nights ago, I put I put a film on which I've had in a list for a long time, but never got round to it and, and thought, could it? It could. You know, is it? Is it not? Is it going to be good? Completely different to what I imagined. So the film, don't know if you've seen it, is Predestination. Starring Ethan Hawke. Yes, I have seen it. I've saw, I saw. I think I saw it not far off when it came out. Yeah. Well, I thought this film was going to be like a time cop, you know, action thing. The guy goes back, you know, back forward in time, you know. 
a bit like Looper or yeah. Um, was it Looper? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, Minority Report. I was thinking that on a lower budget. Yeah. And yet, it's this completely different film. Yeah. And for that reason, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it's it's um, he's a weird one, Ethan Hawke, because he's like. He is really good, and he's usually really yeah. good in whatever yeah. he's in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he's, for me, his, his finest moment has got to be, um, oh, fucking hell, why would I forget the name of this? The the cop movie with Denzel. Is this Denzel. science fiction film? No, the cop oh, movie with Training Day. Training, Training Day. Day. Fantastic film. What fantastic. a movie. Yeah. yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. just fantastic. But, um, yeah, Predestination is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Is. Yeah, yeah. And and funnily enough, if you haven't seen it, there's a Netflix movie called Shadow of the Moon. I think I have. I think <laughs> I have. <laughs> but that, if I did, that was one of the first things. I don't know what the name. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'll have to see. Yeah, because there's no there's no sort of big stars in it. Yeah. Um. But uh, well, the, the the biggest star, if you like, is Boyd Holbrook, who you're probably. Right not going to be able to bring to mind um, right. he's a no, cop he's no. a cop and his partner is michael c hall dexter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um it, it's it, it, that is really worth checking out that's, that is that's a, that's a good a good netflix movie in my opinion it is a good netflix yeah, i'm movie. writing it down howard i'm writing it down and travelers right. yeah travelers and uh in the shadow of the moon yeah um yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're, and they're both they're both time traveling um, and let's face it, that's what we're all looking for in our movies at the moment. We want to travel to a time where we're not in fucking lockdown and having to spend all of our spare moments watching telly. Mind you, when it, all this ends and you go like, oh shit, I've only watched one film this week. <laughs> I'll probably, I'm like, I wish there'd be an, you know, I wish this shit would break out so I can catch up with Netflix, you know. It's, it's, what do you do, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, I, it, it's hard to it's hard to remember what what life was like before yeah. before all of this happened. Um, uh, something I'd say, a thing I was thinking about. And I don't know if we discussed it before, or you know, whether on podcast or just you know on a, on a private call. But you know, back in the day, you would go, like, "Have you seen this film, First Blood? You've got to see it." And then you'd go, like, "All right, I'm going to go down the video shop," and they had one copy. And you would reserve it, and you maybe get it two weeks later for the weekend, you know. Yeah. Whereas now you can just go out oh, if you if you've seen this, and I, I can watch that film tonight if it's still on. You know, yeah. it's um. So when you get a film that's sort of trending, or a series that's trending, like everybody's watching the same thing, it's quite interesting because I don't think. I think, yes, everyone would have watched Jaws when it was on TV because you never had a video recorder, maybe, right? But then, post that, once the video era came in, you kind of were all watching different things. And then, now it's gone full circle again, where, yes, there's so much stuff that there's no way we've both seen the same, everything the same. Yeah. But we can talk about something and we can access it and and almost watch it on the same weekend or whatever, you know, it's... It's kind of interesting in that way. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, if you you think you know, you you hang up, 
I hang up, mm-hmm. and I can go yeah. and watch. I can go and watch that Apple TV series that you recommended. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. and you can you can watch the first end. Of, you can watch the first episode of Travelers by by the time I've yeah. finished fucking saving the file of our conversation. Yeah. yeah. Why I got Apple, you know, was to watch Greyhound, and then when I was in there, I thought well, I'm getting my fivers worth. What else is on here? Not a lot. Greyhound. What's that? But that's the Tom Hanks movie where he says oh. command of a submarine. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, that, that's a directorial debut as well, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yes. Sorry, I think I think you might be right, Howard. I think you might be right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not bad. It's good. It's it, it's it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. Mm. You know, it, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you go, "Well, I passed the time," and um and um, you know, I'm 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 glad I've watched it, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say to somebody else that they should watch it. Yeah, there was a good film I I, I came across on there called The Banker. Which was is it Anthony Mackie? Oh, or Anthony yeah. J. Mackie. Um, he's 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 the guy with the wings, the Falcon in the in the Marvel movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 on a bit of a hot string streak at the moment yeah. because he's uh, behind the wire. That's another good Netflix film. Yeah, he's the star. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Outside the wire was it? Outside yes, that's yes. Yeah. I re- really enjoyed yeah. that. So there's kind of him and Michael B. Jordan came on. Uh, kind of you know kind of rising stars at the same time. Yes. So often I mix up the work, you know, but they're both very good. But um, but there's a film on there called The Banker. Um, I lost you there for a minute, mate. Uh, you, you say it's a fi- The Banker. Yeah, so The Banker. So it's a true story about uh, African, a couple of African-American guys who, because of racism and, and, and segregation and stuff, they're kind of exempt from doing certain business dealings in the states that they live in, you know? At the oh. time, it's, it's in the 60s. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, and they set up, like, a property kind of empire or something like that, don't they? Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was lovely, because it's like, obviously it's come around on the back of the sort of Black Lives Matter. There's been a lot of African-American cinema um, kind of pushing these stories out there. And... It's like um, hidden figures, you know. It's one of these great little stories that you never knew about, but it's fascinating and shocking as well when you yes. discover the truth behind it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, I I, I really enjoyed it as well. And, yeah. and and funnily enough, I'd forgotten all about it um, yeah. until you mentioned it. Yeah, it's probably because it's tucked away on Apple TV. It's kind of like the the streaming platform that less people are kind of into you know yeah 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 cause... mostly because there's not enough not enough stuff on there is the reason but um but yeah a lovely film that was really good yeah and no, I, I remember do you know what it's one of those films where you said oh the banker and i was thinking oh i haven't seen mm. this and, and, then, yeah. so, and then you start describing it, going, oh no oh shit i have yeah. seen it it, yeah. it sounds like a polish it's like a polish assassin movie the banker you know it could be anything uh, yeah, it's like you know, yeah, yeah f- fil- filmed in Slovenia for like a million pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, but you're right. Uh, old um, yeah, is it um, Anthony Mackie? He's um, he's in yeah. um, he's in Synchronic as well. Oh, now there's a movie we we, we that talked... rings a bell as well. Well, that's because up playing opposite him is is our friend Jamie Dornan from The Fall. Right, right. Um, I love him in the fall, but the jewelry's still out because of the. I've never seen it because of the 
he's probably been typecast, but because of the uh, com- the Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh right, okay. But you've seen the fall, right? Yeah, just recently, yes. Yeah, because I, yes. I, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought we spoke about that on the uh, on the yeah. Corona the yeah. Corona Diaries yeah. last week. Well, that, yeah, and uh, obviously, like most people, absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just it's properly twisted that that and mm. now he's uh, yeah he's in synchronic and it's it's him and anthony mackie and it, again that's a different take on time travel that i haven't seen before um mm-hmm. which is which is definitely worth worth checking out i don't know how we've ended up on fucking time travel i don't know why that i don't, I don't know do you, I don't Dude, know I'll tell you what we're, we're talking about time travel i've not watched doctor who since tom baker <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. I, 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 I've watched. I've, I've dipped in. I've dipped in into bits and pieces of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, I saw a bit when Matt Smith was the Doctor. I've seen a bit, um, you know, with with Vet. But I, I haven't watched any. You know, for me, it was just. It, it's just been a bit sort of. I don't know. I, I, it just feels a bit of a kids' program now. Whenever I see mm-hmm. it, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is not really. Yeah. It's not not how I like my sci-fi and my time travel. But there you go. Yeah, um, but um, uh, and funnily enough, I was just that—that's taken me into sort of alien territory, um, and I was thinking about the um, the Netflix movie. Is it Alienation with um, and it's um, Natalie Portman stars oh, in it? Oh, Annihilation! Annihilation! That was it. Do you know what? That looked incredible, and the Alex Garland, I yeah. believe, was behind it, and. Um, I mean, not many people like. I don't think people, a lot of people I spoke who didn't enjoy the film The Beach, but I actually liked it a lot. Um, which I believe he wrote a novel of that. Yeah. Danny Boyle film. Yeah. But Ex Machina, I thought was superb. Oh, I love it. Which I think he directed that, which then led on to Annihilation, which yeah. I thought I'd really like. Well, you know what it was. It was one of those when you when you put a film on, it's late at night, and you're kind of a bit tired, so you're not taking it in. You know, this complex plot, or there's some kind of subtle something happening. Your memory's not picking up on it, and right. It was just one of those films that it kind of just went over my head. That I, right. I kind of seen it, but I don't remember it very well. But what's your thoughts on it? Um, I really enjoyed it. There's some I've seen it a couple of times now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it's i mean it's brutal there is some mm-hmm. there's some horrific scenes in it yeah um, i remember yeah. some i mean some real proper like scenes that reminded me of the thing actually yeah yeah um yeah. and there's and some yeah just and there's there, one of the most shocking scenes in it isn't even like graphic or violent or anything um and i don't want to say too much about it mm-hmm. but um uh, you know, a, a, a woman sort of walks away from somebody saying, you know, I'm not sure about that, and walks around the corner, and she follows this woman around the corner, and she's become something else. And mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it's just weird. It's kind of unnerving. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, the the ending, I think people will go one or two ways in because it is, it is very CGI, but I think it's done mm-hmm. well. Um, and yeah, ultimately, I, I I mean, you know, the thing is, I I really enjoyed it, and that made me watch it again. If you if you you know you've got those feelings towards it, the, yeah. way, the way we are now, it's it 
it's not something you're ever going to go back and go, right, I'm going to give that another go. Because there's just well, so no, much stuff I, out there, isn't I there? I think I miss, some, I miss something with it because every, it ticks all the boxes. But then for some reason I walked away from it going, like, oh, right. And that does, right. you know, it, I think it deserves more justice. Like, I don't know, maybe so, yeah. Maybe they should try it. Yeah, but it's, again, though, it's like just the way you said that. It's almost like homework, isn't it? It's like, oh, no, I, you but know, I should honestly, try. You know, <laughs> often, honestly, how it often later at night will be, we'll be watching stuff and then realise that we're both asleep. You know, it's, who's woke up, who's snored first? All right, crikey, I've missed five minutes of that. Yeah. And it's crucial, you know. And you, yes. you know, So yeah. there is a good chance that it's just something happened like that. Well, yeah. if, there's, if there's any of that going on, you're, yeah, you're knackered with that film. Yeah. Yeah, Which I tell yeah. you what, that's the downside of of cinemas being closed and that experience being taken away because when you're stuck in them four walls of the cinema, like oh. I'm there. You I, know what I mean? I, I went I went to see um I went to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. the cinema um on my own. Just yeah. just me. Treating it. Oh man, it was amazing. It was amazing. That's what it's like on a daily basis for Dr. Dre or Quentin Tarantino, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, and, that, and they're the two examples I'd have used as well, definitely. <laughs> well, well, I used to always use Michael Jackson, but, I, I, you know, I don't anymore. Well, you know? no, because he'd be watching it in television. He'd be watching it in bed with the TV at the end of the bed. With yeah. A, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's not go would, there. Yeah. Let's not go there. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe they're not on their own. Maybe you know, Quentin's got some mates over, you know, that he hasn't annoyed to death yet. And you know, Doctor Dre's got some mates over who've been brought round at gunpoint. You know, he's got yeah, a, I think a, Eminem. Eminem won't like, shut up while he's trying to watch smoke. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, like. <laughs> Eminem's yeah. throwing rhymes at him all the way through it. Fucking shut up! It's not about you. Yeah. Should we watch Eight Mile? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's straight out of all he's got is straight out of Compton and eight mile. That's all he watched, you know. <laughs> hey, now that that's one. Uh, have you watched Straight Out of Compton? I I love music biopics. Like even if it's something that you're not interested, like I watched um, La Vie and on Rose. Oh, La Vie and Rose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just look fascinated by that. I don't know, I guess, because we kind of you know in. You know, in play music yeah. and, 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 and enjoy it anyway. But I love films like that, and you know they're not always the best, of course. And a lot of times they they, they uh, exaggerate the truth, you know. But I still rarely see one that I don't like, you know. Yeah. I even watched one. Um, some I think it was called "I Am Woman," about Australian uh, songwriter who had some hits. Oh um, yes. You know, and I. I forgot her name, but you know it's cheesy music. You know it makes a carpenter sound extreme, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know it's so. So you. Yeah. So what you're saying is you enjoyed Straight Outta Compton. I really enjoyed Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Really, yes. really, because it's it's. Did you uh, like it? Did you hear it? I, I, do you know what? It's there, and every time, uh, every time I see it, I think I've got to, I've got to watch that. I've got to watch that, and I just, I, I, I don't know. I just skate on past and watch something else mm. i think it's i think it's paul giamatti being in it that is paul giamatti yes yes i think him it, being course, in it it's that it's that typical you know typical story you know manager rips off band 
which yeah. I've seen thousands of times, but I guess it's true. Um, I, I don't like about it. Um, it's one of those things, you know, you get films that have like, like a Michael Mann film where every shot's been thought out and it looks amazing. Yeah. Then you get other films where they just stick a camera and just go, all right, just do your thing. Yeah. It kind of, you know, I don't remember it being very cinematic, you know, but it, but the music and the story, thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm kicking myself because I, I, like I said, for some reason, it's just, it's not grabbed me. But I, I need to, and I know that if I watch it, I know that within sort of twenty minutes, I'll be yeah. absolutely immersed in it and loving it. Yeah, I, t- I tell you, along that, it's a fictional film, but I really, really enjoy. It's called. Hustle and Flow. Yes. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, loved it. I forgot it's Terence Howard. Terence Howard, that's right. Yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. It's, and it's early Christian Bale, isn't it? Almost Christian Bale, isn't it? I'm, I don't know. For some reason, that's... Am I, am I imagining that? I don't know. I think so, but I don't want to swear by it. I've watched it right, for a long okay. time. Right, let me, let me just... Um, I'm, I'm, getting, um, I'm getting it up. Getting it up for us. Um, I, oh, I might have imagined it. Let me just check. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's about a rapper. We're not on about yeah. a different film. Uh, yeah. uh, no, we might. No, we might. We. I might be thinking of a different film. And well done, Howard. I am thinking of a different film. So. Uh, well, then what? What's your film? Do you know? Uh, no, not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hustle and Flow is a fictional story about a, a wannabe rapper. Yeah. Who's he's currently a pimp. But he doesn't want to be a pimp anymore. He wants to be a rapper. Uh, it has got an early turn. I think it's ludicrous or common. Yeah, no, it is ludicrous. I think yeah. it's ludicrous. It is, yeah. I really enjoy it because whenever you see people kind of make a music, kind of operate in the tech and all that, you kind of know if it's real or not, and you, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Well, look. Yeah. No. It's, I mean, um, yeah. It's definitely not him. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll look. I'll give that a go because I've, I've, I've definitely recognised it. I haven't seen yeah. it. I th- I'm thinking of something completely different, and I don't, I don't know. I why. enjoyed another film. Now, there's an actress. There's been a few things that I thought were really good. Um, so this film is about. She's not a typical rapper because she's a kind of overweight white, kind of working class, like trailer park type of lass, right? Right. But she wants to be a rapper. And you recognise the actress when you say because she's been in. She was in. A, I think she was in a film called Dumpling, Dumpling, right? Which yeah. Jennifer Aniston, which is on Netflix. Which again, don't be put off. It's a really good, really enjoyable film. Um, and I forgot the name of this, but she's a rapper. Uh, you know, it's not the stereotype of a rapper. You know, yeah. and kind of find it difficult getting into the game, like. So it gets kind of booed off at stuff, you know. Yeah, really good. I'm gonna, I'll find out the name of it and send you a link. Please do. Good please, please do before this goes out, so there's not loads of people yeah. uh, on yeah. social media saying, what, on. "What fucking film was he talking about?" <laughs> this is this is the opposite of the movie podcast you want to be listening to, really, isn't it? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I'm not. Just for the viewers, we aren't bloody experts, are we? Like, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, it's just two people who really like movies. I mean, you know, I, I, I could never put myself up as, a, as, as an expert on, um, 
uh, on movies at all. But uh, well, look, I tell you what, um, it's uh, we, we we really need to tie this. I need to tie this up now. We do, but, yes, yes. But before I go, um, it's got to be done. We have you seen? Because uh, I can't remember from our phone call last week, but mm-hmm. I think you have seen it. The four hour and two minute Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I have, and I think I watched, I don't know if it was before or after our chat, but yes, I watched it. Now, I don't remember, although I did see Justice League probably at the cinema, if not on, on, the, on the TV, but I don't remember it. The only scene I remember is Aquaman in a pub in Iceland or wherever it is. <laughs> it isn't a pub, it's, well, it is, but it's, you know, it's a fishing village, you've got a little bit of idea, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the only scene I remember from the end, from the original cut of the film. Right. So watching the Snyder cut, I did enjoy it because it was like seeing a film that I'd never seen before. Yeah. But I couldn't compare the two versions of the film to tell you what was new, what was old, no, me, what was better. Yeah. Yeah. No, me, me neither. But it was all right. I mean, I, enjoy, I probably enjoyed it, you know, mm, 80% as much as a, as, a, as a Marvel one or something. Yes. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of came away thinking it was all right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, again, I've said, it, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Um, if all of the scenes in uh, in slow-mo were filmed at normal speed, the film would be yeah. two, two and a half hours long. Um, yeah. Zack Snyder is clearly somebody that believes that um, more is more. Um, he's he's never heard the phrase "less is more," or he has, and he's completely ruled it out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing that came, the one thing that I took mm-hmm. away from it more than anything else, was my surprise at how good a Batman Ben Affleck is. You know, I, I did. Yeah, I did think he was good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't expect. I didn't expect to come away from it thinking, "Fuck me, he's really good as Batman." And in the epilogue, there is there yeah. there there is there is the exchange with him and the Joker that is were that is basically the best thing in the fucking movie. But you have to wait three and a half it hours was. for it. But when you get to that, you think, "Hold on, is this epilogue leading into a film or a?" set of films which are never going to happen yeah or are these films ex- going to exist I, I, I don't know but it was interesting it was one of those like what the hell's just happened yeah what, what, where are we now and what's this timeline and yeah. where are they and, and how come and all that yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, they look like they're in some sort of dystopian future yeah. Mad Max yeah 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 and yeah, it's, it is very odd very odd, but um, yeah, and, and but also I think it's like ultimately I'm I'm not you know I, I I'm not as wedded to those to those characters no, as, as much no, as I enjoy no, the Marvel no, stuff. No, no, no. Um, and um, and so it was kind of like yeah, it it was it was it was it was good. It was it was good, but I'm I'm definitely not going to watch it again. No, I mean. I can take or leave any of it now, Howard. I mean, to be honest, I mean, like you say, something like the Block Island sound is far more appealing to us than than the colossal, you know, franchise. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you do you mean that you're not? Or, or do, do, that, does that mean you're not going to be watching 
um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no. I mean, you know, it'll pop up because you know the Ben Nye's rating. It's something I can take the kids. Although in every one of these things, we discussed this before, but again in Kong Skull Island, someone had to drop the f bomb a couple of times just because you can in a twelve and get away with it. Yes. There was a good F-bomb in there, the Justice League, actually, but it was well-placed and kind of... I think Affleck said it, you know, it was, it was well-placed anyway. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's 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 the scene I'm talking about. That's, that's, yeah, that, I yeah, mean, that is yeah. just... That's properly, yeah. properly... Because I, I, I wasn't expecting it. And when it, no, and that no, Actually, actually no. there might be... Actually, I think there might be two, and there might be mm-hmm. two in it. Because that's, right. and I think that's, I think that's the second one. But um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I get what you mean. Well, you can't. And Kong Skull Island as well. Shout out for that bloody, just marvelous film. Marvelous, dumb as fuck. Oh, like, dumb like, as like, fuck. Yeah. But just fun. It's like, like, like I watched Monster Hunter, and I was just like, this is fucking stupid, and I'm really enjoying it. You know. Never seen that. Troll yeah. Hunter, not Monster Hunter. No, no, Monster Hunter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's from it's that it's that rarest of rare things, which is a half decent movie that's based on a computer game. Oh, right, right. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just dumb as fuck, but it's bangy, it's smashy, and um, you know, it's it's just just well done. And um, I don't know anything about the video game, so you know, mm-hmm. I've got I've got no got no skin in that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, how would I like no brainers? You know, films with the Rock. Um, yeah. Rampage, San Andreas, things like that. You know, I enjoy them, you know? Rampage, brilliant. That was just... To, uh, a, a quick one there, though, is there's a there's a film, a disaster film from Norway, I think, called The, the Wave. Yeah, that rings a bell. I've not seen it. it yeah, it's good. and It's a, a tidal wave. And, but yeah. then... I didn't know this. I found another film and then went, all right, it's the same act. Uh, hold on a minute. It's a sequel called The Quake. <laughs> they're both canny. They're both canny. They're really? Canny. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. The wave the and quake. the quake. Sean, the wave and the quake. So yeah, what's, yeah. what's the third? It's got to be like the meteorite or something, hasn't it? Or, or um, like I, I just think it's a tsunami and an earthquake, but they'd be related anyway. It's the same like seismologist or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Have you seen? You know, it just by chance he always ends up in the in the like ground zero for these things. You know. Have you seen? Um, have you seen Greenland yet? Then. Enjoyed it, yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Really yeah. enjoyed it. It's yeah. like again, yeah. it's that rarest of rare things. It's a, it's a, it's a big dumb Gerard Butler movie that's not big and dumb. Yeah, yeah. But I even watched that one where he controlled the satellites. I enjoyed, you know. Oh God! But the, you know, there are different. There are different. It's a different experience, Howard, isn't it? It's like yes. I'm not expecting anything, and I just want to be entertained and not really think about it. You know. I think I think the phrase is a popcorn movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you just sit down and go right, entertain me, blow some shit up, mm. put some people in danger, and then get them out of it. Come on, I, you know. I just watched something the other night called Skyfire. It's yeah, it's yeah. Mandarin, but they've got Jason Isaacs in. Ah, right. Now, yes, yes, I've I've been meaning yeah. to get round to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty mad. Under 90 minutes as well. Ah, now that that always appeals. Now, I'm trying to yeah. think, I'm trying to think of the movie that I watched on Netflix that I did in my last 
um i might have done it in the in the last review or the first review um and it's it's kind of like it's sort of it's korean and english mm-hmm. um i'm gonna see if i can find it um just looking through here now and what sort of movie was it Alice? space sweepers Oh, space treatments. Because I was thinking for a moment about the wandering earth. No, it's definitely but not. And I'm aware that that's got any English in it, though. Right. Well, it's on. It's on Netflix, mate. So, right. S- space sweepers. Um, and it is, and it's, it's a mixture of um Korean and English, mate. There's mm-hmm. times where you, you're you'll just be dazzled by some of the by some of the like the sci-fi action in it. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. like it's real cutting edge brilliance. Yeah, um, but more importantly, you know, it's got a heart. You care what happens to the characters, so it's you know, yeah. it's, it's not it's not all bells and whistles. You know, it is there's mm-hmm. there's there's a heart to it. Um, and I actually I I I watched it and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, yeah, it'll be all right. And then after about forty minutes, I thought, oh, I'm enjoying this. And by it finished, I was like, well, I enjoyed that a lot more. Than I was expecting, um, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd give that a whirl, give that a whirl, mate. It, it's written down. That's nice it. one. Well, look, I, I'm, thank you for taking um, all of this time out of your day um, to uh, to talk movie bollocks with me. I really appreciate it. Well, I definitely think we've certainly been talking movie bollocks, haven't we? Like, <laughs> oh, a load of uh, load of bollocks. You know, mate. we've gone round the block. Man. I don't even. I never mentioned Kurt Russell, but. Yeah, we've done it <laughs> never, again. Never even again. mentioned Yeah, well, I tell you what, I'm. Mean, oh, let's give it. Let's give it a. Uh, let's give it a couple of months, and we'll get get you back on, and we'll we'll uh, we'll compare <laughs> compare notes on what we've been watching. We'll have a yeah. Well, we'll get together and discuss what we've been watching, and then think about whether it's worth broadcast. But I think <laughs> you need to see if you get the ratings like and find out whether we're entertaining or like. People have switched off an hour ago. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, mate, look. It, but it was an absolute pleasure, Howard. I, 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 I always enjoy talking to you, mate. I, re- I really do. I really do. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, now, when all this blows over, I do intend on a, a London trip in in the autumn, and I definitely need to come and see you rather than like just gallivanting other places. Like, uh, I'd be good, man. It'd be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Great, great. Let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed, Gary, my old son. So um, there you go. That was uh, that's literally that is what movie bollocks is all about. That was that basically that's the kind of interview that could have been on Talking Bollocks and have been about music. Instead, it's on movie bollocks and it's about movies. Um, so yeah, it, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure there were bits where uh, you know some of you would have been nodding along, going, "Yeah, I totally agree." And other bits where you're going, "Fucking hell, what is wrong with these guys?" No, I totally. But hey, that is what it's all about, isn't it? And what I'm trying to give you is the sound of a conversation that you're eavesdropping in on um, that is quite interesting. Because let's face it, um, you can't go down the pub and in- eavesdrop on any interesting conversations. Um, and the only thing to talk about is movies, really, at the moment. But anyway, um, I'm, I hope you enjoyed that I, as much as I did doing it. It was great to catch up with Gary um, for the second time in a week. And, he, and he's right. <laughs> you know, We were literally on the phone, literally, I think it was for about two or maybe even over just over two hours when he rang up to say that he wasn't going to be able to do the podcast and but we just and we just went for it and then um 
and then uh, yeah and then we did it again so anyway there you go I'm sure I'll be having Gary on again um, because I just love talking to him it's a great chance to, to catch up and um, I hope you enjoyed listening to it so whatever you're doing stay safe have a good day and I'll catch you on the episode next episode of Movie Bollocks <laughs> <laughs>